Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you when you're done, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast. Ka-ching! With no minimum on how many listeners you have. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Also, it's free. <laughs> you can't get much better than free. Just be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today I might be puckering up for the first time ever. <sighs> welcome to episode six. This is going to hurt two electric boogaloo. Our drinks today are notoriously sour and bitter well thrown to the fact that we have two shots in front of us as well compared to our usual one remember that one episode i did where i basically said let's start you know the episode with a shot each time just to make it a little more punchy i didn't want two, dane <laughs> uh, don't blame me man don't blame me i wasn't <laughs> the one who picked it uh we'll, we'll fix this in editing it was totally him <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. All right. <laughs> so, our first drink for this one is not actually all that bad. This is the Bee's Knees. Mm-hmm. It's the Bee's Knees. This is a uh, a relatively easy drink. Let me see here. It's a simple, you get some honey syrup, you get mm-hmm. some gin, and you get some lemon juice. For those who don't know what honey syrup is, it's equal parts honey and water. It's just used to help pour without the honey gunking up everything because honey doesn't do well in cold and you have to shake this thing vigorously mm-hmm. oh god so here's a fun fact for you i actually learned about this drink i'm going to plug another series here on this one's a youtube series it's called how to drink he did an entire episode on prohibition drinks and as you can tell from the name this is a prohibition drink oh well let's see how how well it held up Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, like that's not the worst thing I had, but that oh, that that lime comes out super hard. Oh, that lime is uh. Ooh. Oh, oh, actually, ooh. you get that honey in the back? A little bit. I can I can taste a little bit of that honey, but I think the most overpowering part of it was, was that lime. <laughs> The lime and the pine. Yeah. Like, the pine I didn't get so much, but there was just that lime that was so forward. Oh. What website did you get this off of anyway? Just so that way we can kind of give them a bit of a warning. Uh, this one came from, I believe it's called Cocktail Builder. Yeah, if you go to that website, instead of doing, try doing a half portion of the lime juice, which might make it a little bit more, it won't be so lime forward. Yeah, that lime was very pronounced in this one, but... Mm-hmm still not a bad drink yeah i mean i have it again in the right portions yes with better portioning portioning than portionery 
Porsche. <laughs> is that, you know, the, uh, does that involve Porsches or pottery? I'll leave that up for interpretation. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we get started with our topic of the day? All right. What is our topic of the day, Dane? Uh, some random little fun alcohol facts. Yeah, I, it's one of those things we decided that we're a booze show. We might want to actually talk about booze instead of it just being, you know, two schlubs drinking alcohol and wincing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's what everyone comes here for. Fair. And this is why I put my foot down for no penalty shit drinks or joke drinks because we do nothing but that. Yeah, that is entirely true. <laughs> Nothing but that. But uh, let's see here. So this is all. This is coming from Healthline.com. Okay. Let's see. Here are some thirty fun facts. We know a lot of these already. Let's see. Well, just because we do doesn't mean our listeners might not. Well, I mean, like alcohol is a depressant. Oh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We've already talked about the fact that alcohol is a depressant. Mm-hmm. So, what do we got? Well, our first fact of the day mm -hmm. actually has two parts to it. Like the first one, alcohol has a wide variety of effects, but its biggest one is that it actually releases dopamine okay. into the brain. And those of you who don't know what dopamine is, that's the chemical in your brain that... Makes you feel good. Makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hence why alcohol has its tendencies. And the second part of that being that it's also linked to stress relief yep i can see that my which is actually a blessing and a bad thing because that stress relief if you don't actually get hashtag get mental help but if you don't actually deal with your problems you'll just basically spiral and just drink and drink and just you won't get any better and you'll just turn into an alcoholic speaking of which the next fact right under that is mm -hmm. the most commonly, it's the most commonly misused addictive substance. Being about 12.7% of American adults meet the criteria for... Alcoholism? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm actually surprised it's that high. I thought it would be like something like tobacco or something would be considered up there. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Well, it is among them. Oh, okay. say it is the gotcha. highest one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Let's see. It is sad though, because I have actually I know a couple of friends actually who drank their paycheck away. Not a good thing at all. Like don't get me wrong, have fun, party, but don't use it as a uh, don't use it as a therapy session. Get help. Yes, and this especially goes out to you guys out there because men are more likely to be alcohol abusers than women are. I could see that because. This is going to, again, for at least from my experience, most bars tend to be leaned towards men more than women. Mm hmm Like, how many sports bars or karaoke bars or things like that seem to have more... Men. Men and kind of a masculine feel to them. Yeah, it's, they definitely do. A lot of them have that. The whole masculine, all the manly men come here. Give me that beer. Screw you and your weak-ass pussy drink. Yeah, that kind of shit. Which, fun fact, those weak-ass pussy drinks, quote-unquote, tend to be a hell of a lot more alcoholic than that fucking wheat juice he's drinking. Yeah, that is true. A little fun fact about that as well that I know of. Hmm. A little, a long while ago, actually, my roommate was out and about at the bars, and he was drinking one of these, quote-unquote, wussy drinks. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a, I believe it was a Smirnoff? Okay. 
Yeah, that's about, a, yeah, a, like a fruity flavored Smirnoff. Yeah, basically a bitch beer, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, wine cooler, quote unquote. Yes, whatever. a wine cooler. Yep. And some guy came running up to him with his Corona. Mm-hmm. It was all like, put that pussy drink down, you know, to have a real beer. Ugh. It's funny because my roommate schooled him by saying. This has more alcohol in it than that than your drink does, mm-hmm. and it is true. For those of you who don't know, Corona has a five percent alcohol. Yeah, beer is super low in alcohol. Yeah, five percent for most beers, and those wussy drinks mm-hmm. typically have about seven to eight. Another thing, this is completely off topic, but this kind of reminds me of because I was watching a documentary. This goes back to episode five about the whole true crime thing. Have you ever heard of Lorena Bobbitt? I have not. No. Okay, you know where Alice parody uh, the evening news or whatever or something like that. Evening news. It's basically a, a parody of by the Crash Test Dummies. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Well, what happens is it was literally around the same time as this one guy. I'll just go to get to my point. We can talk about Weird Al another time. He's fucking awesome. There was okay. Did you hear about the guy who got his dick cut off? Um, back in the nineties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did hear about him. Lorena Bobbitt was the person who did it because that guy was, well, one, fucking abuser, and two, he was drunk as a fucking skunk. So his way how he put it was he had, like, a bunch of beer, and I think he had, like, four or five what he called uh, girly drinks or something like that called B-52s, which, if I remember correctly, which also we should probably put on our list. I'm going to look it up real quick here, boys and girls. Just hold on. And for those of you who would like a little fun fact during this little process, around the world, the minimum drinking age can vary as widely from 10 years old all the way up to 21. So, for those who want to know what a B-52 is, we're going to have to wait until we get a little bit more money before we try this drink. It is a layered shot composed of a coffee liqueur, an Irish cream, and Grand Marnier. Oh, Jesus. And he had five of those, and he said it wasn't that it didn't affect him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's got a hell of a lot of alcohol. Anyway, sorry, that was a completely another tangent. Please go on. And for all of you gym enthusiasts out there, be aware that muscle also will absorb alcohol faster than fat. Oh, huh. but don't drink and go to the gym because that could be detrimental to your health. Yes, that is incredibly de- detrimental to your health. Because I can just imagine somebody, you know, doing their uh, deadlifts and then slipping and then they lose a neck no basically what this whole thing means is that if you're fluffy kind of like us Mm -hmm. it's a little harder to get drunk but oh you're a bodybuilder it's easier my situation still stands though if you're drunk at the gym and you're doing deadlifts and you actually you know lose grip your neck is gone yeah or you trip on a treadmill which is i think actually a bunch of like tiktok videos anyway yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those F-up videos. Yeah, those those blooper videos, as they're mm-hmm. called. And then the next one. Or we'll make this our last one. How about that? Okay, I'm down. Our last one for this one is for all of you who are new to this. But if you're trying to avoid a hangover in the next morning, avoid dark liquors. Okay, now that one kind of confuses me. Like, are we just talking, like, rum? Are we talking... We are talking things such as like red wine and whiskey. These are more likely to, to result in very severe hangovers, while white or clear liquids are less likely to have that result. I'm going to be this pedantic dude and just 
Like, does it give you any kind of clarification, or does it just say, avoid whiskey and red wine? It's mostly for the fact that um, hangovers are caused by chemical byproducts from your body processing alcohol. Okay. And a lot of dark liquors usually produce more of these byproducts okay. than the white or clear ones do. Okay, that just throws me for a loop. Because remember correctly, isn't whiskey and beer kind of like the same material they use for... Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I know. I think whiskey is a... Isn't it a wheat? Wheat... Maybe I think so. I think whiskey's a weed. Mm-hmm. Well, so is beer. Yeah, so is most beers. So that's why I'm kind of confused because there's also things like clear rum. There's also gold rum. There's also dark rum. That's why it's just this yeah. is kind of throwing me for a loop here, boys and girls. Yeah, it doesn't really clarify all that much. But eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't clarify itself all that much. But it says, yeah, if you're trying to avoid severe hangovers, avoid the dark. The darker liquids. Interesting. Like, I'll take your word for it, but that is odd. I wonder if it's gin propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame them, considering we just drank some of them. But let's go ahead and move on to our next one. And this one is... The Whiskey Sour. Whiskey Sour. I have had this one before. Not homemade, though. I got this from a bar. I have never had a Whiskey Sour before, but what I have smelled, this one is going to... Make me have the warhead's face. <laughs> like, I know that for most, when people think whiskey sours, like at home, it's usually whiskey and sweet and sour mix. Which you can do. It's not the best, but you can do it. Yeah, no, not, not in this one. In this interpretation that we were told to try, the whiskey sour is a bit of a mix between some bourbon, some lemon juice... Some Agosta Angostura Angostura bitters. I cannot pronounce that for the life of me. And one other drink that I seem to have missed. Oh, simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So full disclosure, because I like being transparent, we didn't have simple syrup, so I just threw in a little bit of water and a bunch of sugar, and I hope that's going to make it okay. It should be relatively fine. Otherwise, mm-hmm. fun fact for those who are just starting out for uh, alcohol. You want to buy a simple syrup buy a simple syrup but if you want to make it at home it's literally just water and sugar that's all simple syrup is it's not anything fancy or produced in a factory either way let's go ahead and give this a shot mm-hmm. and i will let you guys know i think luke will let you know if i have a <laughs> uh, a warhead's face yeah. after this if i start you know breaking down in laughter you guys will know all right here we go three two one and a half. <laughs> I'm, I am really, really not looking forward to this. All right. For real. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the puke bucket. Uh, nope. I'm good. I'm good? good. I'm good. No, that's, uh, that was really sour. Yeah. I guess. They call it a whiskey sour for very good reason. I should have gone for a little bit more sugar, but I think, yeah, that actually wasn't bad. Oh, not bad, but, oh, if you love sour, oh, that is the drink for you. Yeah, if you do want a whiskey sour and you do enjoy sour, don't go to a bar because they'll just give you whiskey and sweet and sour. Make it yourself. It is a real easy drink. It is pretty dang easy. And with that, we move on to our next one. Considering that we are nerds, it's amazing we haven't gotten to this subject yet. I know, right? Fantasy and sci-fi. Okay, so I'm going to start this off by saying that something I'm super excited about, even though I've never seen the original movie, Dune. 
Dune. I have read the book, well, read in quotes. I read, I listened to the audiobook version. Again, Audible, get at us. Hashtag not sponsored. But I would love if you were sponsored. Hint, hint. From what I understand from the original Dune movie is that it was very inconcise. Like, it was kind of confusing and weird. Like, it was just odd. It was also a Stephen Lynch movie. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Well, when you look at the book, though, it is thick. I'm not talking, like, pages-wise. I'm talking, like, details and everything else. In order for him to do justice to Dune, I feel like they have to pull a Hobbit. Mm. At least split it into two. Because it is just that thick. Oh, no. Yeah. That can, that can give you some real mixed results. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Speaking of Hobbit, I've never seen Hobbit. No, neither have I. I have I've a, only ever seen the first one. I've never read it either. Coming from the LARPer here, this is going to sound probably kind of flabbergasting to some of you. I have not read anything from J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't recommend you do either. Really? Not to be like the, the hater for J.R.R. Tolkien. He wrote a very, very intriguing world. Mm-hmm. But good God, is his writing bland. Well, he made it in, like, the fucking 60s, didn't he? Uh, 50s, I think. Yeah, the writing styles back then were wee, but... Well, actually, no. I can't defend him for that. Because you have shit like the Count of Monte Cristo and the Three Musketeers from Dumas. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. It's, he had some really bland writing, and he went into a lot of backstory. Oh, did he tell me he didn't read the Silmarillion first? No. No. Oh, dear. It's just like, I got one chapter into it, and I was already going, what the fuck is going on? Oh, speaking of Alexander Dumas, something I didn't know about him. He was black. You didn't know that? No. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't matter one way or the other. I just resumed, you know, it was like he was written in the 1800s. There was a white dude. Which also, for those who don't know, The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite books. It's basically Batman before it was Batman. Revenge Tales at its best. With someone who was super rich and super smart. Granted, you have to suspend your, you know, disbelief a little bit. The original character in that book wasn't the... Well, I'm not going to say he was dumb, but he didn't show any real strong insights to intellect. Oh, another book that I... Controversial writer. I kind of want to see the movie because I've read his first book. Again, I don't recommend this guy. He is a... He's a homophobe. I forget what his name is. I'm not even... Orson Scott Card? Uh, Ender's Game. Oh, that I've seen the movie for that one. How was it? It was interesting. Yeah, I know that he had a lot of influence on that because he went through like I want to say four or five different movie pitches, but they always wanted to throw in a romance scene, even though that wasn't what the book was about at all. They they threw in quite a few, but not for Ender. Oh, for Ender, yeah, they did. Did they? For Ender's Game, I should say. Yeah, they did. I had never read the book, so I couldn't say specifically. Yeah, no, like most of it for Ender's Game, it was more or less platonic. Yeah, mostly platonic relationships, and in general, that movie was a little weird. Yeah, that's fair, because Dune and Ender's Game kind of have the same problem, but with Ender's Game, it's not nearly as bad. Whoa. (laughs) He took another drink of the whiskey sour, folks. Yeah, that was just the dregs of the last of it. Whoa. I gotta finish mine. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the book, but the guy is a friggin' he's a homophobe, but it's also a, again, this shouldn't matter, and it doesn't matter, 
but for context, if I remember correctly, he's a conservative Christian of some kind. I I've, I have no idea. I've never even heard of the author. Yeah, he hasn't really done much. Well, he's done a crap ton of series and offshoots of Ender's Game, but I don't know if he really did anything else. And he's going to top it. Oh, there it goes. Uh. <laughs> ah. Do you need some water there, sir? I got it. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Okay. And there's a there's two very certain topics that we cannot discuss this topic of mm-hmm. without bringing them up because you know someone's going to ask. Go but before it. we do, oh no. It's time for our final drink. Okay, well, let's get this over with. What do we got? Yep, this one is the Petite Zinc. You know, I have never heard of this before we actually made it. Yep, we've never heard of it, but we were looking up some drinks to try out online, and this one popped up, so we decided, eh, why not? We'll it's, give it a shot. It's a weird-ass name, to say the least. Oh, it is very weird. Get yourself some vodka, some sweet vermouth, some orange liqueur, and orange a little juice. bit of, jo- of orange juice, and you got yourself... A petite zinc. For those who don't un- those who don't understand why this episode is called "This is Gonna Hurt Too," Electric Boogaloo. To put this in perspective, almost all of this had a crap ton of alcohol, without any real mixers. Yep, and all of them had incredibly bitter tastes or sour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh boy, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, that was not bad at all. That was smooth. Ooh, shit. That was nice. I'm, I'm legit might get this again. Like, <laughs> like I actually kind of want another one. <laughs> like, I would actually take this as a glass. Maybe. That was, that was actually pretty dang good. Yeah, like, I was expecting, like, some burn to it, but there is nothing. That was, holy Jesus. <laughs> I think that's one of the best drinks we've had on this show. I mean, I know that... For me, one of the best ones we had was the Caribou Lou. Yeah. Like, that is a damn close contender. That that is a very, very close contender. So that one gets our seal of approval. Mm -hmm. You you need a shot at the bar? Get yourself a petite zinc. If they know what the hell it is. (laughs) If they know. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this, again, I've never heard anybody order this in a bar, so. Well, there you go. If Mm -hmm. you want to give it a shot, go ahead and try it. Yeah, that is fucking good. That was very, very sweet. I mean, I'm I'm fine with sweet, but that was... I am I am perfectly okay with sweet. After all the bitters that we had, mm-hmm. a little that a sweet to end it. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh my god, like I legit may have found my favorite shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alrighty, so yes, as I said before, we took the final one. Mm-hmm. There's two series that we cannot leave out of this without someone asking about them. That's our experiences with the stars. Oh, boy. Star Wars and Trek? Yep. Mm, Those are the two. I'm going to say this up front right now. I don't mind Star Wars. I am completely ambivalent to Star Wars. Taken many years for me to get that way. I used to hate Star Wars quite a bit because it got super, super... Super obnoxious when all I would hear every day at school, at work, no matter where I went, was, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. 
And considering how, what was it, the Star Wars came out in the 70s, 80s? Uh, yeah, something like that. I believe the one you're speaking of was like 78. Yeah, like it. So, yeah, I was born in 89, and everybody fucking saw that movie, or at least knew the line. Yeah, and for those of you wondering, we are not experts in any way, shape, or form. I think I'm the closest person that we have in this room right now to an expert, and even I know Jack Diddley squat. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movies. I don't think I've seen the prequels. I have not seen the new ones. I have not seen the Clone Wars, the TV show. Yes. <laughs> I kind of want to see the Ewok specials. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> so bad from what I hear. Oh, God, you're talking about the Christmas special. No, 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 no. No, the Ewok. Yeah, the actual Ewoks. <laughs> I also kind of want to see the Christmas special, too, just for the sheer fact of how bad it is. It's bad. <laughs> it is so bad. Like, I am more than happy to watch Star Wars. I just know that once, you know, certain scenes come by, they're, people are going to turn their heads at me briefly to be like, you know, because my name is mentioned. Because that's how it goes in almost every movie. Once memorable, be- memorable scenes come up and someone has the same name, it's just a quick glance and then back to the movie. Yeah, I would definitely say if you get a chance, definitely watch the prequels. A lot of people will say they're not that good, but you will not have that problem. I don't think I would have a problem with the sequels at all. I just haven't seen them. Yeah, and then the the after trilogy, mm-hmm. the third trilogy, don't bother. I think that's a little unfair. Well, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. They're not bad on their own. But it's more of the problem of what they're based off of. And anyone who knows that will criticize those movies into the dirt. So what you're saying is if you're a super fan, don't watch it. But if you're a casual viewer... If you're a casual viewer, you're, you're not going to find much issue with them. Like mm-hmm. me. I'm more of a casual viewer. The only reason I know what I know is because my roommate mm-hmm. is a super fan. Gotcha. And then we get to topic number two, Star Trek, which I have very little. All my experience is secondhand. And guess who is also a super nerd of that? My yep. roommate. Yep. If I were to say, well, what are his two favorite series? to be around these would be the two the only experience i really have with star trek is i knew there's a friggin uh, tabletop rpg for it that required two d20s which is weird that is actually kind of awkward yeah because i think we actually both saw them we're like oh we should get this but when we looked into it it's like eh. yeah i was like oh god what is the system Mm-hmm. who knows maybe there are some fans out there that can tell us if it's good or not yeah I mean, a Star Trek, it's... Oh, this is another one that I think this actually came from Orson Scott. This quote came from Orson Scott, Scott Card, and it's kind of true. I don't fully agree with it, but it's kind of true. Fantasy and sci-fi are basically cut to the same cloth. It's just sci-fi has more buckles. Yes. <laughs> While fantasy typically has knights in shining armor and magic, mm-hmm. and sci-fi has, you know, futuristic weapons and... Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, it's the same concept. You really think about it. An alien race, like for instance, you could replace the Klingon with orcs. Yep. You could replace, granted, I'm not a Star Trek fan. You could replace the Romulans with elves. Elves? No, that'd be the Vulcan. Yeah, 
the elves with Vulcans. Uh, for um, Romulans might be dwarves. No. No. I thought, Drow. I thought Romulans were like the super greedy type. Romulans kind of are. That's what I'm saying. Dwarf. Well, I mean, that depends on the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Well, it also a little bit of a spoiler for something that may be coming in the future. Yeah, you still got a couple of months there, boys and girls, so don't get your hopes up too high. I know that in 5th edition they're switching a few things up. Like, for instance, they've gotten rid of the quote-unquote evil characters. Well, Uh, not necessarily characters, but races. Like, for instance, Drows, Draugr... I think that's how it's pronounced. Draugr? Draugr? I always called them, like, Dwarthar or something. Yeah, that's basically the equivalent of Drow, but Dwarf. And Vifernibben? I don't even... (laughs) (laughs) I, I will leave that up to interpretation, but if you know what they're talking about... You it's know. basically underground gnomes. Yes. I think it's also underground like humans as well. I don't forget what they're called, though. They're like purple. At least in Pathfinder 2. I think D&D has them as well. I don't think I don't think they do. do they don't? I have never heard of purple humans mm. in D&D. Well, either way. I am of kind of two minds of this. On the one hand, it's like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. No one is born evil, blah, 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 blah. It's right. Nature versus nurture. However, you also have things like evil societies. Like, for instance, could you imagine a society that is run by, again, for those who don't know D&D, this is going to be basically us talking gibberish. Society run by a goddess like Walf that isn't completely and utterly backstabbingly evil. Yeah... I think that's drawing some parallels from a little more recent events. I don't really follow D&D that much. I'm more of a Pathfinder person, but I know D&D has had a bit of a few cataclysms in the last few, you know, editions. Spell plague and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of like the direction they're going, but the same token, if we are to say nature versus nurture, if you're raising a society that basically one gender is completely and utterly fucked ladies you know what i'm talking about for drow is completely different like they are third class citizens if you do not have a vagina you are basically considered worthless you're either cannon fodder for wars or street trash yeah that's uh, (laughs) i believe they call those matriarchies Either way, we went way off topic there. Oh, yeah, we did. We were talking about Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) And we somehow went to (laughs) D&D. You can tell where our minds are. Well, to be fair, we also talked about the Star Trek system, so we kind of... Yeah, so it it paired in. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I think the funniest thing that I've always heard when it came to Star Trek... Is it the Tribbles? No, I mean, the Tribbles are fucking Tribbles. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of the Tribbles, really quick, <laughs> mind you, I'm not. A, I'm also not that big of a of a Star Trek watcher. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few seasons of it, but nothing really consistent. The Tribbles are the one thing that confuse me because mm-hmm. I've seen very little of them in yep. the TV series, so it always confused the hell out of me why Klingons were scared shitless of them. I have no idea. I've never seen it. No, neither have I, but <laughs> I always knew for a fact. If a Klingon ever saw a Tribble, it would do everything in its power to squash it. 
I mean, to be fair, you could say the same thing for what humans do with bugs, though. Yes, but... Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, for instance, I know a lot of people who are like, oh shit, spider, and just whop. It's not even like that, though. It's not just like, oh shit, this thing will bite me. No, mm-hmm. it's literally like, if I don't kill this thing, it's going to kill me. I don't know where that comes from. Like I said, I haven't seen enough of the series to know the lore behind that, but mm-hmm. I always found it funny. Yeah, like the super powerful, super honorable, super warlike race. Scared of fluffy balls. <laughs> I wonder if that was just like an in-joke, just the sheer effect of making Klingons more, for lack of a better term, human. Maybe. I don't know. Another another thing that I always thought was a little hilarious was like the debate between who was the better captain. And the two biggest ones to start that was... Kirk and Picard. Per, yes, Kirk and Picard. From what I understand, the real answer is Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the time of its release, no. <laughs> no. I don't know very much about Star Trek. Neither I'm, do I. Like, all my shit is secondhand. A lot of it is. There's some things I know, but... It's like a lot of my knowledge either comes from the sparing episodes that I've seen... Mm-hmm. on tv or the mmo mm. i haven't even played the mmo no i have i've played all the way up to level 55 oh what's the cap uh i believe the cap is 80 oh that's pretty far yeah i played through all the base game as they call it the mm-hmm. the base i'm quoting here the base game yeah which reminds me Another game that I tried playing for a little bit, but I didn't get too far in because it's one of those systems that's super technical. EVE Online. Oh, God, EVE Online. EVE Online. I tried that for about half a day. (laughs) About the same. Yeah, I literally just sat there like, uh, why? EVE Online has a super interesting idea. You have a starship. But then it's like, oh, look at all this shit in there that's all technical and unnecessary and can be grouped all together. And it's just, it's a mess. There's people who love it and more power to them for it, but I don't understand it. You have a spaceship. What more do you need? True. Ooh, that's another thing we should try sometime. Fire, the Firefly uh, tabletop. Oh, <laughs> Firefly Maybe sometime in the future, folks. Maybe sometime in the future. Maybe, but either way, that's going to be it for this episode. All right. I've been Luke. I've been Dane. Enjoy your drinks. And we'll see you next Friday. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.